I am announcing today that in accordance with my duty under the Constitution, I intend to nominate and ask the Senate to confirm Judge Douglas Ginsburg of the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit for the position of Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. That was President Ronald Reagan on October 29, 1987, announcing his selection of 41-year-old Douglas Ginsburg to fill a vacancy on the Supreme Court. It came at a critical moment in the ongoing political wars over the direction of the court. Justice Lewis Powell, a Nixon appointee, had resigned, and Reagan's first choice to replace him, hardline conservative Robert Bork, provoked an epic ideological battle that ultimately resulted in his nomination going down in flames. At first glance, it looked like Ginsburg would have far smoother sailing. A Harvard law professor who had once clerked for Thurgood Marshall, the court's first African-American justice and a liberal icon, Ginsburg had gone on to work for the Reagan Justice Department and had been easily confirmed for a seat on the U.S. Court of Appeals just a year earlier. But then a news story, broken by Nina Totberg, the court reporter for National Public Radio, quickly changed things. Unlike Bork, Ginsburg's nomination didn't go down in flames, it went up in smoke. We'll discuss on today's Buried Treasure. I'm Michael Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. You know, Dan, this may be my favorite buried treasure of all. Uh, It's one that our uh, young millennial listeners out there may have a hard time getting their heads around. Uh, But it uh, actually mattered and it changed a lot in the uh, direction of of the Supreme Court. It sure did, Mike. And it's just a great example of something that looking back seems so insignificant in light of the country's changing mores, but had a major impact on the course of American history. Let's tell people what it was. What was it that caused Judge Ginsburg, that derailed Douglas Ginsburg's nomination? That national public radio story by uh, Nina Totenberg, uh, which broke just barely a week after uh, Ginsburg's nomination. Uh, She reported that uh, a half dozen witnesses uh, had said that Ginsburg had been, quote, a social user of marijuana while teaching at Harvard Law School in the mid to late 1970s. Uh, And uh, she, uh, Nina, said she had witnesses at Harvard Law who described Ginsburg as a social user of marijuana who uh, on occasion brought weed that was used by himself and others. I think I think they called it grass back then. <laughs> uh, well, look, so, so he was supposed to have he what he admitted to um, after the story came out. And by the way, he did not disclose it. Um, not clear whether he was required to if that was part of the FBI investigation. But it is a fact that he did not volunteer uh, that he had been an occasional user of marijuana. Um, he he apparently, at least according to his story, used it once in the 60s and then uh, a few times in the 70s in all about a half a dozen times. But when he was using it in the 70s, he was a Harvard uh, Law School uh, professor. Um, and, and here's the... And I, I'm I, sure none of them ever smoked. No, 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 no. Because, yeah. you know, there's just no... Unheard of. I mean, on college yeah. campuses? Are you kidding? You know? Uh, look, uh, I mean... 
Uh, just to put yourself back in that kind of mindset um, in the, 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 the late 1980s, um, which is important, sort of important context to understand how this all played out. Um, if you go back and you listen to, as I know you did, Mike, um, we played a clip from it, uh, Ronald Reagan's announcement in the White House that he was nominating Ginsburg. First of all, I love Reagan wearing the iconic uh, brown suit. Um, just g- great to see the Gipper again. Um, but that n- nomination speech was entirely about law and order. Uh, you know, it was it was all this language that we remember from covering those days. Uh, one of the I wrote down one of the quotes: "No one has rights when criminals are allowed to prey on society." Judge Ginsburg understands that, and that's why I am nominating him. I mean, that was the reason Reagan stated for choosing Douglas Ginsburg. And then there's this revelation that he had smoked pot, which, by the way, uh, at the time was viewed as breaking the law. Um, And so I think um, uh, just politically speaking, uh, Reagan um, uh, and uh, and, you know, other members of the administration decided they couldn't um, withstand the pressure because they would look hypocritical on what was a core part of the Reagan agenda. And that's uh, why uh, ultimately um, he was asked to withdraw his nem- uh, his nomination. Yeah, and it uh, it uh, happened very quickly. Uh, he was nominated uh, at the end of October. By the first week in November, uh, he's out. Uh, and uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, reporting on. Um, on when he did, uh, uh, when his nomination was withdrawn, and uh, uh, the um, uh, you know, there are a couple things that are interesting. First of all, you get these anonymous quotes from White House aides saying, "My God," one said, uh, "When you're nominated for something like this, how uh, how can you be using how can marijuana be an afterthought?" The point being that there was a great deal of irritation inside the White House that Ginsburg had not disclosed this. Uh, another uh, one friend of, uh, of of Reagan uh, said, uh, "You can't have a uh, law professor smoking marijuana expects to be on the Supreme Court." But what's interesting is uh, where this fits in to um, the trajectory of the court. Okay, so this was Powell's seat. Um, the Reagan folks tried Bork, uh, former solicitor general, you know, um, ideological champion uh, of the right. Uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't fly. And what was appealing about Ginsburg? He was young. He had very little paper trail. They he, there wasn't enough. The Reagan people thought for liberal Democrats to go after him. Uh, on with Bork, there was a lengthy paper trail of his writings. With Ginsburg, not nearly so much. And, so yeah, that and, was and, one of the advantages. And yet, right? and yet, he was. I went back and I looked at the at the at the stories. Um, he was widely regarded um, as being very conservative, and that he would. Um, you know, roll back, um, uh, continue the what Reagan wanted to roll back a lot of the Warren Court um, decisions, uh, particularly on social issues, but also on on economic uh, liberty issues. Um, and you know, the the reality is um, he was very strongly backed by Ed Meese, and Ed Meese, who by then had moved over to the Justice Department to be a, a Attorney General. That's where the Reagan conservative uh, legal revolution was taking place. You know, it's funny. I one thing I 
learned uh, just over the weekend um, at, a, at a party, um, uh, there, someone was there who is a, uh, a, a prominent Washington Republican lawyer, very involved in uh, judicial selection going all the way back to this period. Um, he actually told me that uh, this was uh, leaked to Totenberg uh, by the Reagan White House, by people in the Reagan White House who thought that Douglas Ginsburg might be uh, too conservative. Um, and so they wanted to torpedo his nomination. Now, I have no idea if that's true. And Nina Totenberg, all these years since, has not been talking about her, her sources. But um, it, it, does you, it does give you some sense of the kind of... Um, uh, you know, kind of backbiting and, and, and fighting, infighting that went on with these judicial nominations all the way back then. And by the way, he was also viewed uh, by, by liberals as being way too conservative. I saw a quote in an L.A. Times story where uh, the head of the very liberal uh, People for the Mer- American Way organi- organization called him, called Ginsburg, baby Bork. Yeah, although, you know, some of that strikes me as the kind of rhetoric from interest groups that you would uh, you would hear uh, because uh, people for the American way and like minded groups were going to oppose anybody Any Reagan put on the court. True. But here's a nugget from uh, from the uh, New York Times story when Ginsburg withdrew, um, uh, pointing out that Ginsburg won out over his chief rival for the job, a uh, judge by the name of Anthony Kennedy, who was viewed as, quote, not solid enough in his devotion to conservative principles. Um, So Ginsburg beat out Kennedy uh, to fill this vacancy. Ginsburg goes down, and who does Reagan pick for this seat? Uh, Kennedy. And I think it was like the next day Kennedy is on a plane uh, from California uh, where he sat on the Ninth Circuit um, to Andrews Air Force Base um, and he gets the nod. And it, you know, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of toking uh, changed history because, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the difference between a, a Ginsburg on that court, even if he wasn't as as conservative as, as a Bob Bork, um, and the, what you know, who you know, Anthony Kennedy eventually became as the uh, as the swing vote and the person who um, you know voted with the liberals on a whole host of uh, of big social issues, including obviously uh, abortion, but also uh, gay marriage. Uh, that might not have happened if uh, if Ginsburg had made it onto the court. The other thing I love is uh, that uh, those uh, the stories about Ginsburg uh, then kind of started an avalanche of confessions among uh, politicians, uh, including um, Al Gore, Bruce Babbitt, both of whom were you know getting ready to run for president. And Newt Gingrich. And I was going to say Newt Gingrich um, and uh, and Claiborne Pell, the uh, the very upright patrician um, senator from Rhode Island. and I, I really think that was a tipping point um, in terms of how uh, we as a society uh, viewed um, the use of marijuana, particularly if it was you know, recreational, um, experimental. Um, I cannot think of a lot of um, people who lost, lost high-profile jobs uh, since then because of a little bit of, uh, of marijuana use. 
Well, I am uh, speaking from a jurisdiction, the District of Columbia, where it is uh, today fully legal, just as it is in um, seven or eight states around the country, uh, including California, Colorado, Washington. Um, and uh, this seems to be the direction our country is moving. Uh, and uh, one can say uh, that Douglas Ginsburg may have uh, tipped uh the country to move down the road that um, uh, many people today celebrate. <laughs> many people, you're not going to, you're not going to actually identify any of those people. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly not, you know, uh, hosts or friends of skullduggery. Uh, all I can say is no skullduggery <laughs> podcasts uh, have been broadcast from any hosts who were high at the time. Um, anyway, for today's buried treasure, uh, a look back at the nomination of Douglas Ginsburg for the Supreme Court. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Buried Treasure. Don't forget you can subscribe to Skullduggery on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also tell us what you think. Leave a review. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you.